we are expanding to Massachusetts and also New Jersey. We're hoping for the spring, but could stretch out into early summer, depending on some compliance and regulatory approvals. Our Massachusetts locations are going to be in Sharon, and the other one is going to be in Plymouth, which is kind of exciting. It's the oldest town in the U.S., Plymouth Rock. And then the other is Elizabeth, New Jersey. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Dispensary Spotlight Series with Anthony Marcico from Zen Leaf Dispensaries. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. I'm excited to have you on, too, just by the fact of how many locations and how many states you guys are in. I mean, we have a lot to talk about today. I'm going to make sure we touch on everything. So let's just start at the beginning. Where did you guys start? Yeah, the first Zenleaf was in Nevada. It's a Las Vegas location, circa 2016, and that's where Zenleaf was kind of created and uh, quickly expanded to other markets, primarily through licensing agreements. I think that was just testament to the brand that we created and kind of the quality of service that we provide. So talk about the licensing agreements. How does that work? So in most markets, we look for strategic partnerships, local partners who have licenses, who are engaged in operations, and we offer assistance through our brands with respect to the way we operate, education, knowledge, customer service, bring all of those aspects to these emerging markets. So similar to like a franchise, but maybe not at the same level of of structure, is that the way it works? Yeah, not exactly a franchise. I, I think what we're providing more is just our brand and our brand values to specific markets. And, you know, with, with the compliance and the expansion that we're seeing across the country, there's a lot of startups that are looking for experienced individuals with respect to operations. And we get reached out to all the time how we can help them with their boots on the ground and kind of the team that they've assembled to really just go after and be successful in the cannabis market. Well, especially when you're going for a license and they know they have you in their corner walking them through the process. Somebody with the type of experience that the team at Zenleaf has, it's got to be a huge benefit. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things that we see as an obstacle is compliance. When people see the, the front side of a dispensary, they don't realize everything that's going in on the back end with respect to supply chain, ordering, badging process, hiring. And really, you know, what we pride ourselves on on, at Zenleaf is, you know, education. So the training of these employees and all of the branded materials that we can not only offer staff with respect to training, but the customers that are walking through our doors to really important and really speaks to the roots of who we are. Yeah. And I I think that all that's important, especially when you make the type of investment that you need to make to get into the industry today, you don't want to make a mistake on the compliance side. I'm sure that gives dispensary owners a nice peace of mind to know that the people that they're working with have some experience and understand that arena. You guys have grown to, I think I read on the website, 11 locations so far? Yeah, so we're in six states. We're in Nevada, Oklahoma, Illinois, Michigan, 
we have three stores in Maryland, one in Ohio, and then we just recently expanded to Puerto Rico, which was kind of exciting and a little change of pace. <laughs> so Puerto Rico, that's interesting. Is it the same setup in Puerto Rico as it is in some of the other states? You know what? Very, very similar. Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, so very similar on the compliance side. And, and to be honest, they have a very, very well-written program. A lot of the things that we already have in place translated very well to that market. And again, there, we've got a great local partner who owns a license. So it was a really an easy transition. A little bit on the translation side, because they do speak Spanish down there. You know, we had a great team to work with down there, and, and it was exciting. That's so cool. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. Our view was that the retail market in California is critical. The retail market in LA County is a huge part of that. We've got in LA County 40% of the population of California in one county. But looking at cannabis retail in Los Angeles has a focus for us. Simple thesis, we felt it was broken. Most of our friends would not be seen dead in a dispensary. The engagement was low. Customer service wasn't really critical. User experience overall subpar. Tune in on Sunday to hear the next episode of the Biotrack Cannabis Dispensary Spotlight Series with Tim Dodd from Sweetflower. And now let's get back to today's show. Well, big news, of course, is Illinois with it going wreck in January 1st. Yeah, Illinois has been a total whirlwind, been a spotlight in the news with respect to cannabis. Exciting, exciting stuff. And I think kind of perhaps one of the, the most exciting markets to be in in the whole U.S. right now. So really a spotlight on Illinois. The turnout and the reception from Illinois residents, and, and I should say also patients, has been important. We've seen long lines, seen recreational stores running out of products from day to day, but it's been really nice to work with the cultivators here, you know, working on making sure that consumers do have products that they need, and also priority to the medical patients, which was the backbone of the Illinois industry, and really making sure that their service first and prioritize. And Illinois did a great job of writing that legislation to be sure that the medical patient base is prioritized. And then we're working through to adult use. Yeah, that's so important because in some states, everyone raced to get all their product, the adult use side, and the patients were short-suited. We can't have that. I'm glad Illinois corrected that mistake that we've, we've seen in some other markets. They really did. Yeah. They really did. Let's talk about when I walk into one of your stores, just what are some of the competitive advantages that you have in your stores that sets you apart from other places? I think right off the bat, you can think about the evolution of the design of our stores. We've really evolved. And I think the industry as a whole has evolved. If you look back to the California and Colorado days, you know, a lot of these dispensaries were tucked away in industrial parks or kind of hidden because there were the unknowns. The municipalities didn't know what the reception going to be. And that's all changing now. We want to create a standard of a high-end retail experience as possible with a strong focus on education and customer service. So first, with respect to design, then leaves vision to create a high-end retail experience. And I think that we're innovators in the space with respect to that. And we work really hard with our design teams and architecture teams to stay ahead of the curve. And really, when someone walks into a Zenleaf store to say, wow, this isn't what I expected, or if you've been to a dispensary somewhere else, like this is something completely different. So an interactive approach, um, we have online ordering systems as well as kiosk ordering systems that help 
not only streamline the ordering process, but also give information to the customers on different product lines, cannabinoids, terpenes. If you want to learn a little bit more about the products that you're consuming, we could provide that for you. I think it's really important to know before you go. Sure, no doubt about it. And then once you're really in the store, a well-trained staff that is really educated and can really communicate that education over to the consumers. You know, we really, really pride ourselves on education and customer service. And I, I kind of always been of the belief that if you know what you're talking about and you can do it with a smile, you're going to win. Yeah. You know, so it's doing business the right way. And we're treating this just like any other business. We're just selling something a little bit different. And a lot of times, especially in the new markets, these are people that have no idea what to expect when they walk in. They have this predisposed idea of what to expect. So when they walk into your stores, it's not an uncomfortable situation for these people to be in. And I think that makes a world of difference. For sure. And, you know, that's something, especially in the medical markets, all of our patients have to fill out a new patient intake form. And right on there, we ask them to kind of gauge their cannabis knowledge. And we service everyone from someone who has never tried cannabis, doesn't know anything about it, and is just seeking some sort of relief from a qualifying condition, all the way up to a cannabis connoisseur, as we like to call them. So we need to make sure that our staff is educated enough to speak to both of those customer bases and everyone in between. So it's really important, exactly like you said, that first and foremost, anyone who walks in our doors is going to feel comfortable. I think that's so important. And you're not just for your company, but for the entire industry. If you do it right, you set a good example for the entire industry. Let's talk about your expansion plans. You're at 11 locations in, I think you said, six states. What's next? So we are expanding to Massachusetts and also New Jersey. Our Massachusetts locations are going to be in Sharon, and the other one is going to be in Plymouth, which is kind of exciting. It's the oldest town in the U.S., Plymouth Rock. Sure. And then the other is Elizabeth, New Jersey. So super excited about those two markets. Again, two of the hottest markets in the country. Massachusetts just recently went to adult use. So that market is just booming. Being in the Boston area, a lot of history and uh, just a really cool city. And then Elizabeth, New Jersey, which is a thriving medical market, but a lot of buzz in New Jersey about potentially shifting to adult use as well. So Really excited about those two markets and really excited about bringing our experience in both the medical and adult use markets to those states. I think you're right. I think Massachusetts is a home run. New Jersey, it's come. It's got to happen. They've been talking about it. Everything's teed up. They just need to get out of their own way and just do this. It's so irritating. The name of our show is Raising Cannabis Capital. I'm not sure. Are you guys going to raise capital? Are you are currently raising capital? You know what? I think at Zenly, we're not really looking to raise capital at this time. We're focusing on our brand and just expanding our brand. Not to say that there won't be opportunities to invest later on, but I, I think we're just expanding our core business at the current point. Well, when you do, you'll need to make sure you come back come back on the show. Sure, Dad. We'll, we'll, we'll get right back on here and we'll be having a different conversation. That's for sure. Well, we've been speaking with Anthony Marcico from Zen Leaf Dispensaries, and you can find all their information in the show notes. We're also on M- at mjbulls.com. Anthony, great talking to you today. Super exciting what you guys are doing. Good luck. Dan, thanks so much. And come back anytime. Let me, let me know.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.